Welcome to Story Over Everything with Edward Atwell and Chaz Reed. What's going on, everybody? This is Aaron Edward Atwell from Edward Atwell Films here with my co-host Chaz Reed. What's going on, Chaz? What's going on, everybody? (laughs) Chaz, man, I'm really interested to uh, hear about your week, but... I'm going to start off and uh, kind of run everybody through what happened in my week uh, since we last recorded. Um, so we released last on October 5th. Uh, since then, I watched a UFC fight where my man Conor McGregor lost. Uh, I was disappointed in that fight. He didn't look 100%, but... Boom, boom, ba, boom. You know, yeah, you know, you live, you live and learn, so maybe he'll do better next time out. Um, after that, I uh, finished a highlight video this week. Um, some of you may have seen it. Somebody... Uh, I sent it to somebody. I don't remember who it was. Was it you? It was me. And I'm, yeah, I'm about to comment on it, too. Tell them how okay. long it took you to edit the highlight video. Um, it took me... Let's see. I started at 1130. Um, I had to stop at 1140 to go pick up my daughter um, and finished it and sent it to the client, I think, at 535 that afternoon. Pure madness. Start to finish. The whole thing. Um, it was a little different madness. for me, too. Um you know, I uh, I did some different coloring. I did some warmer coloring, mm-hmm. and uh, a little different musical feel. But I enjoyed it. I had a good time with the edit, uh, which is what's always important for me. Um, apart from that, I started a new store on my website. Uh, mm. Released some released some LUTs for sale. You know, if what? anybody's looking, yeah, you know, if anybody's looking for colors, you just let me know. I got you. Mm. Uh, I'll check uh, those re- out. Yeah, reasonably priced um, for professionals. Uh, at least I believe so. Um, after that, man, I had a wedding this weekend that was pretty cool. It was a mm. pretty good time. So, I, so let me let's run down the story here. Uh, I'm driving to Wooster, Ohio. Wooster. Wooster, like rooster with a W. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, like, it's like a little bit outside of Cleveland. Mm. Um, enough to where like people consider it like, you know, kind of like, hey, I'm going to Cleveland. It's like an hour away though, so I don't know, like. Right. That don't really make sense. But anyway, dude, on the way into Wooster, um, I almost got in a car accident. What? Um, well, it wasn't a car accident. It was a horse. Uh, you almost got in a horse accident. Yeah, like there's a, <laughs> I guess there's a lot of Amish people there. Yeah. And, and they're just, you know, cruising on the road with horses <laughs> and carriages. Um, but I'm like running. I see some lights, you know, like reflector lights up there. And I'm thinking like, you know, th- I'm not going to catch them. And then they just, they snuck up on me, man. I almost ran over that horse. and then like at first i was like man that's weird why is it just a horse and carriage in the middle of the road Mm -hmm. and then sure enough i saw one parked at the gas station they had it tied to a pole at the gas station a horse at a gas station yeah right yeah well i went in the gas station and they were looking for snacks so i don't know if it's for the horse or for the people but they were looking (laughs) for snacks (laughs) um no lie dude i saw a horse and a carriage um leaving best buy while we were there um, I don't know what like what are they doing in Best Buy? Uh, you know, I don't know what Amish people do in Best Buy. But if anybody listening knows, let us know. I don't think they can have electronics or something like. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just. I just know how Amish people dress. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. much it. No, I know. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I don't think they do the electronics stuff, which kind of makes me wonder, like, what are you doing in Best Buy? Oh. Like maybe they were just doing like some, you know, side, you know, side view or something, looking looking for stuff they can't have, but just maybe wishing. They're the um they're the new generation of Amish. Oh yeah, where they got like the the TV room, yeah, in the uh in the barn. In the uh, barn anyway, yeah. man. 
the uh, <laughs> the wedding was pretty cool, dude. Um, I shot with a second shooter. Uh, we had a pretty good pretty good ride up, and you know from the start of the day, the plan was to do go kart racing mm-hmm. uh, at the wedding. So they rented like this place with a go kart track. <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, the night before the wedding, uh, they had a go kart accident and had to close down the course. What? Yeah, I don't know how bad it was, but it was bad enough to where that nobody was. was allowed to to drive on it anymore. <laughs> mm, um, yeah. So then, like, we kind of redid the plans right there. You know, I was with the groom and all the dudes, um, and they were like, "Man, let's just play laser tag." And so Fair I'm thinking, enough. like, that seems like a fun thing to do at a wedding. Um, so I got in there, uh, you know, I took my GoPro, I took my A7 III, mm-hmm. and, you know, got some really cool footage of that. Uh, looks like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, a bit. Just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's dope. Um, it was funny, though, because the, the owner of this, the laser tag place, um, when I went in, he was like, you know, I can't allow cameras in there. And I was like, really? I was like, you know, I'm not going to be playing. I'm just recording these guys for their wedding. Um, and he was like, nah, like, you know, it was really just, it messes with the, the equipment and the sensors in the game room. Sounds uh, like a and, bunch of BS. Yeah. And I was like, are you sure? Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not like putting out any signals or anything, you right. know, like I'm on airplane mode right now. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, unfortunately I can't let you. So he turns around and walks off. And I, right when I turn around and tell the groom, he walks back up and like taps me. He's like, you know what? If I can get a copy of the video, I can probably let you in there. And I was like, so what was all that about? About it messing up your sensors, man. Because like, that's what you said. Like clearly, it was. You for know, a second not there, true. I thought you was gonna be a rebel and be like, you know what? Bump this dude. I'm out. <laughs> just, I'm gonna do, just it. do it anyway. <laughs> that's what I would have did. But I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a rebel. You know. Yeah, you're, you're Chaz Reed. You know, I'm things are all different in Chaz world. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. But the wedding was cool. Uh, we, we started off with the laser tag, which you know the footage looks great from that. Um, went to the hotel, got the prep. Uh, went to the venue, which was a barn. Um, mm-hmm. It was a different kind of barn, man. They didn't have no heat. Um, mm. And it, no. and there ain't no different kind of barn. That's a real barn. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and you know, over in Worcester, Ohio, this weekend, uh, when we got to the barn, it was forty degrees. Um, so it was it was cold, man. You know, I don't have no hair. My head gets cold. I had to stop and buy a toboggan on the way. What did you shoot yeah. with the toboggan on? Oh yeah. Oh man, did you have one all black? Yeah, with the black toboggan. Yeah, I'm always all black, man. That's all oh, the way I roll. Man, man. <laughs> Thug Nation. <laughs> oh man. oh gosh. Uh, yeah, dude. Then uh, you know to wrap the night up, they had a, a pretty good party. The groom looks just like Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, um, that's dope. Yeah, and he dances kind of like him too. But you know the last the last clip I got is him doing a keg stand. Uh, after they let all the kids go home from the wedding. And then the bride, yeah, the bride came up and she was like, you know, like things are about to get pretty weird here. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean weird? Like in a good way or a bad way? And she just kind of makes a face like, "Mm, you know, I don't know. Like it depends on who you are probably, if you think it's good or bad. And then I was like, well, let me phrase the question differently. Like, do you want me to capture this weirdness on camera or are you asking me to leave? And she's like, you should probably go. So I was like, all right. Y'all have Thank a good you. night. It's been fun. Right. Um, yeah, dude. Then uh, made the drive back. Had my daughter's birthday uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we did. I don't even remember what we did. I know we went bowling. Uh, we went out to eat. She wanted to go to Golden Corral. I hate Golden Corral. Why? Because it, it's stressful with five kids, man. 
Oh, understood, understood. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't hate the food at Golden Corral. Yeah, that's what I thought it was about. I forgot about the kids. No offense. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm good on the uh, I'm good on the food there. Um, but man, that kind of brings us up to date on my world. Uh, so let's tell everybody, man. What's what's been popping for Chaz? Man. Well, well, well. Here we go. Um, not last Sunday, Sunday before last, I got married. Mm. Um, we had a beach ceremony. Thank you. We had a beach ceremony, and I, I I hate film. I hate filming um beach weddings, so I didn't hire a videographer. Um, <laughs> we had a photographer though. I know it's kind of weird, but it's just a personal preference. And I actually lucked out because it was like a hurricane in the middle of the in the ocean somewhere. And bro, it was it was crazy windy. Like, yeah, they wouldn't. The only thing, the only people that was in the water was people on the um, the 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 wakeboards with the with the parachute. I don't know what you call it. Kiteboards. Yeah, that was the only yeah. people that was out there, bro. It no was way. super windy. It was crazy windy. Like, I'm super glad I didn't hire anybody. I would have been pissed. Like, yeah, because you know it wouldn't have turned out good either. That video would have been like. <laughs> The whole time. <laughs> oh, God. oh, I know, I know that's right. Those are the worst, man. Yeah, but uh, man, that was that was pretty dope. It gave me some insight to being a groom. I never, you know, I've never been married, so this is my first time. But um, just to let people know, like, if you've never been married before, you've never been in that particular situation. Um. On on a on a groom's wedding day, or on a bride's wedding day, or on the couple's wedding day, rather, um, try to be that person that's that's there to help and not a hindrance. Don't yeah. never be the person to interrupt the moment. Um, I've seen I've seen photographers like, well, I've seen videographers too. I've seen them where the couple might you know be chatting or kissing, just having like their own romantic moment, or maybe they're bonding with their parent or something. And they say, hey, can you move over here? Can you do this? Can you oh, do that? Man. Don't no. do not be that person. Like on wedding days are already so stressful. You know, it's a lot of different emotions. You got the happiness, the sadness, you know, all, all types of things. Well, not a sadness, but you know, yeah, what I mean? I mean, there's some emotion there. Like, yeah, you know, and um, the thing with that is um, just if you're going to do anything, make sure it's to help. You know, um, I'm not the person for the whole posing and anything like that. But if that's your if that's your your stilo, as they used to say in the 90s, um, (laughs) do it at the appropriate time, which means when, you know, during the maybe the the, the photographer session, you know, if you're going to do any type of posing. But don't I know people that pull people out of, um, you know, like their reception, bro, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. Because no. now you, that's their you're, party time, man. yeah, that's their party. Like you can, yeah. for you to get this one epic shot. Oh, hey, excuse me, do you mind? I have this great idea. Can we go out here? Blah blah, man. I mean, if that's your style, do your thing. But I, that's just not me. It's not, I, and I definitely know I won't do it now. Um, right. Yeah. Let me touch on that real quick, man, because yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, just before we got on this call, uh, or this recording, I should say, I had a call with a bride, a FaceTime, um, or a potential bride. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her and telling her about my style and, you know, what's important to me. Um, and I mentioned exactly what you're talking about. Um, and that, 
you know, I don't interrupt things. Like, I don't make the day about me and getting certain things. Like, you know, I'm here to capture your real moments with your real family. Um, and I do it in a creative way, you know, in a cinematic way. Right. Um, but she was like, man, that's so important to them as a couple that, you know, during like their first dance, I don't stop them so I can get a shot of, you know, a certain angle. And it's, it's just like, man, I don't know. I've seen people do it too, you know, just like you. Um, now, as far as pulling people out of the reception, you know, I try not to ask anybody to do anything. I do have on my questionnaire a spot, you know, like if they want like some of those types of things. Right. Like let's have a planned time for it. Right. Um, usually during like the photo time. Right. Um, to, you know, get those things out of the way. But really, man, I just, I try not to buy, like, I don't want to add any, you know, extra stress at a wedding. Right. Um, or them feeling like, man, like, you know, the videographer wants us to go out here and do this. Like, but just let them enjoy it, man. Like, this is I their day. It, I see it. Like, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, bro. No, but I just no. wanted to, you know, touch on that before we passed on the subject. You're totally fine. Um, so, um, yeah, we got married in, um, we got married in um, Port Orange, Florida, which is about an hour away from Orlando. So for the honeymoon, we went to um, Universal Studios and I had a great time. I, I rode everything they had. Um, I What's drank the best? as much as I could. To me, the best, bro, the best was actually um, a 4D ride. I think it's 4D. 4D? Um, yeah. So it's like, well, it has like fact, smells it's, in it or something? Matter of fact, it's not even 4D. It's, it's not even 3D. I thought it was 3D. So it's a it's a simulator. Okay. So you get in like a roller coaster cart thing and you ride. It's all this stuff is in a warehouse, bro. It's crazy. It's bananas. Um <laughs> but it's in a warehouse. So you get in a roller coaster cart and it like it like it like rides a little bit, but then right. it stops. And basically this cart simulates all the driving and the shakes and the everything that you're seeing on this it's like a it's like a dome projector movie screen or something that sounds wild and it's like water and air and heat and wind and all this and inside it really, the car no bro it's everything is electronic but what? i swear you feel like you are bro i was i was right with optimus prime bro like it's <laughs> bro it's crazy like i was That's so amazed wild, because it's universal studios and you know that universal studios makes movies yeah. So with a lot of the things and some of the warehouses, like some of the set is like really built. Like you can really see type, like, like some of the things, the props and stuff. Like they use for the actual movie. Yeah. Like, like they've kind of remade particular areas yeah. and locations and stuff. Yeah. But that's what's up. I'm talking about like if they dropped and this, and it's crazy because their timing is so perfect with everything it feels so real so if like you maybe you're driving in this car or something and you like drive off a cliff the screen the movie on the screen plays as if you're falling and yeah. the car moves as if you're falling oh shoot and the wind is blowing <laughs> and you're like yo i'm really falling like you screaming and everything no and way bro, you are inside a warehouse like you ain't going nowhere <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. good design though that sounds man, really fun it's amazing to be man it's so it's really amazing um that and um the incredible hulk is pretty dope that's a real roller coaster ride you oh know? you like roller coasters then yeah i do my um my wife she doesn't but she said you lucky i love you blah 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 and she got <laughs> on it 
And Don't after that, she was this. like, oh, I hate you. I hate you so bad. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love roller coasters, man. They're a blast. Yeah, me too, man. It's that, uh, you know, the anticipation and then the drop. It's just Everything. It's so much fun. Yeah. But um, what that brings me to, man, is I want to mention to everybody, like, the importance of downtime, mm. vacations, breaks, whatever you want to call it. Bro, I didn't know how tired I was until I took this vacation. I can honestly tell you, I haven't taken a break or a vacation in about three years. Man, that's too long, Chaz. Bro, I'm when I like my tattoo on my hand says hustle harder. I, I really live by this. <laughs> you understand me? I feel but you. I didn't know the importance of breaking away and disconnecting. So like before, before I left, I was so overwhelmed. Oh, I got to do this documentary. Oh, I got to do this interview. Oh, I got to finish this highlight. Oh, I got to shoot this wedding, blah, 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 blah. It never ended. And I was so stressed out. Like, it was messing up my productivity, you know, my creativity and everything, my passion. Mm -hmm. But when I came back, bro, it was like, it was like the reset button was hit, man. Like, I'm talking about, I'm banging out weddings, boom, 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 documentaries, boom, 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 interviews, boom, boom, boom. (laughs) And my mind is clear. I can think, I can remember things. I'm retaining more stuff. Like, it's so crazy. So I vow to take a vacation once a year, period. Like, for the rest of my life. Because you have to do it. I didn't didn't know it was that important, man. You got to recharge, man. Yeah, I thought like a weekend off or maybe I'll crash for this weekend. No. It's not good enough because you're no. crashing. Your crashing might not be you disconnecting. It might you. It might be. Well, I'll just check this email. Yeah. You know, in the morning, maybe later on at night. Mm-hmm. Or let me just do thirty minutes of, or, or, or an hour of this, and then yeah. I won't do anything else. No, bro. I'm talking about, bro. I didn't. I barely picked up my phone. Matter of yep. fact, I didn't answer my phone. If you called <laughs> and you didn't leave no voicemail, you sure didn't get called back. I won't text nobody. I wasn't checking social media. I mean, I might as well have left the phone at the house in North Carolina because that's man. how much I used it, man. Yeah, it you got to disengage sometimes, though. You got to. You got that's, to, man. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. What else you got, man? What else happened? Um, Let me see here. So when I got back, I got back Friday night. And, man, I, I get so when my body gets really tired, I get, like, sick. Like, I feel like I'm coming down with, like, the flu or something. So I... Guys, I drove this eight hours. I don't drive long distance, okay? I'm not built for that, all right? Um, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do like five, and that's my max. Like, I'm tapping out. But I drove the whole eight hours. Um, no, matter of fact, matter of fact, I didn't drive the whole eight hours. I drove two hours out. My wife, she, um, she was supposed to start driving, and I was editing in the car. So I was editing for like <laughs> an hour. Like I was doing a good, great job. Like I was like, oh man, I might finish it before we get home. Cause right. I'm thinking she's gonna drive the whole time cause it's daytime. Yo, she over there starting to yawn and moving and swerving. Oh, I'm Come like, on. man, pull over, man. So she <laughs> oh, drove for dude. like an hour, I think. Like probably like one or two hours and she just tapped out and she slept like the whole ride back and I just drove. No way. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so oh, I got back funny, that Friday. Bro. And I was feeling sick. I hit you up. I was talking about, yo, you ever yeah. got sick? Because I really, like, legit thought I was going to have to cancel. On I know. This I was just thinking, like, man, I've never, like, thankfully, I've yeah. never even felt remotely sick before man. or at a wedding. That was bad. 
So I started popping all these pills, vitamin C, <laughs> all this stuff. Like I was like, no, I'm not getting sick. I'm not getting sick. Um, I was like, as long as I'm not throwing up in the morning, I'm still gonna go. And even if I'm throwing up, it depends on how bad I'm throwing up that I'm gonna right. go. Yeah, and, I feel um, that. So luckily I woke up the next day, I was fine. I had a wedding to shoot. I had a wedding to shoot the day after I got back from my honeymoon. Mm. So I, I did a solo shoot. Um, you didn't or you did? I did, I did, I had one. That's what's up. Um, it wasn't a highlight or anything. It was just um, the doc edits, full ceremony, uh, main receptions, main reception parts. Um, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the photographer, he was real like, he was like standoffish. Like he didn't really want to like, you know, tell him what to do. Yeah. I knew if I didn't say anything, I wasn't going to get the shot because I had to move two cameras at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh-uh, you there, you there. Okay, let's go to cake cutting. All right, thank you. <laughs> like I was doing it, bro. And I had to shoot guest interviews. So Man. I had a camera in another room. I was manning two cameras in the uh, in the, the main room. And um, it was pretty cool. And I got out of there. Their reception was scheduled to end at 1130. I said, are they doing a send off? They say, yeah, but they're going to do it early and then come back and party. I said, oh, yeah. I'm there waiting. you go. That's Bro. a win, man. I love those when they're like, hey, let's do this fake send off. And I'm yeah. like, that means I'm leaving. Yo, I was out of there at eight o'clock. Mm. Eight o'clock. Yeah, you text me. Man. You text me. You were gone. Man, I was so excited. <laughs> this is the earliest I ever got out of a wedding, eight o'clock. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely nice, man. When, when yeah. you can do the fake send off and get out of there early, just count your blessings and get out before they change their mind yeah i was tiptoeing out man like i wasn't even gonna say bye to the, br- the bride and groom but it was it was <laughs> the same sex marriage so it was like bride and bride but yeah. i was just tiptoeing out i was going out the back door and the bride ran over oh thank you so much i was like at least she didn't tell me that hey can you get right this? i know she's like oh wait hold on we were about to do a <laughs> no don't say that don't I'm do this the to door. me <laughs> I'm out the door. So, Stuff's already um, in the car. It's going to cost you, you know, some more money to get it back out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was it, man. I had a pretty dope, you know, past couple of weeks, man. So. Yeah, man. Your uh, Universal Studios makes my laser tag sound kind of weak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it was I my mean, honeymoon. That wasn't your honeymoon. You know, that was no. their honeymoon. So. I mean, it was cool laser tag, but there wasn't anything 4D in it. It's crazy, dog. You got to go just for that. I'm telling you. You'll be yeah, like, I gotta this, try is, this is madness. Yeah, I've never been, man. This is madness. So, uh, you know, moving forward a little bit, we're going to kind of change up the uh, the format this week, uh, if you're cool with it. Yeah, let's um, do it. We're going to pop right into some listener questions, because we had a few come in. Mm. Um, and then if we got time after the listener questions, um, we want to talk a little bit about editing. If we don't get to editing this time, we'll get it next episode. There we go. Um, but, you know, let's go ahead uh, and start these out. Um, the first one I received, uh, and you may have received some more. These are just ones that, that I got um, mm-hmm. on my end. Uh, the first one is from Wit Photography NC. Um, and the question is, how do you figure out your timeline for the day? Um, you you want to hop on this first or you want me to do it? I'm going to let you take this one. Yeah. So uh, Wit Photography NC, here's my answer is you don't. I don't figure out a timeline for the day. I'm not a wedding okay. planner. That's why uh, I didn't. Um, that's why I didn't hop on it first. I was like, I've never, I've never had to figure out a timeline. But yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no. So my timeline is something like this. Um, I show up uh, when we have discussed me and the couple uh, when I'm supposed to get there. Uh, I pull out a camera and I start shooting what I think is interesting looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it's time to leave, I go home. I don't, I don't care if people are on time, out of time, 
switch time, if they do in a different location. You know, figuring out a timeline is not part of, of what I offer. Right. Um, the number one tip I could give on this is don't be stressed out. Things are going to be behind. They're going to get wacky. You know, mm -hmm. things are going to switch up. People are going to fight. Somebody's going to get kicked out. These are all things that happen at every wedding. <laughs> Chaz is looking uh, at me weird. <laughs> uh, maybe, they do. maybe not every wedding. They do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so as far as timelines go, you know, I, I mean, I'll definitely give advice if the couple asks for it. You know, if they ask me what should they do or what's the best use of the time, I'll be happy to give my opinion, like always. Um, but, you know, as far as managing timelines, that's, that's not something that I'm, I'm really into, I'm really doing. into doing. What about you, Chaz? Um, so, so far as timelines, um, like you said, I don't, I don't, um, create a timeline, but I give myself a timeline, um, only for logistics purposes, because about 90% of my work is, um, in the, the Raleigh Durham area, which is about an hour away from where I live. Mm -hmm. So I have to do a lot of different planning. And then, um, if I have a second shooter, I also need to put into um, consideration of where they're coming from. And I even think about where, you know, them going back home, because at the end of the day, I don't want you to crash in a ditch because you were so tired because I made right. you stay until 12, like that's yeah. stupid. And you gotta drive four hours. So um, with me, a lot of the times I'll get the, um, the timeline roughly about a week before the wedding. And so let's say makeup starts at, at um, 12, well no, that's crazy. Let's say makeup starts at eight. Yeah. I look at the timeline for when the bride's makeup starts. That's right. Um, I'm gonna get to that particular location roughly about the same time it starts, but only because I'm not rushing to get footage of the bride because she's still gonna she's gonna be getting her makeup done, and you don't want to get the very beginning process like the skin blemishes and all this crazy stuff. You want to get the very <laughs> end of it. So right when they're wrapping it up nicely. Right, right, right. Like the the messing with the eyelashes or you know the the lipstick stuff like that, or yeah. fake it till you make it type thing. But um, so if the bride's getting her makeup done at twelve, I'm gonna get there at twelve. But I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna greet my you know greet everybody. Hey, what's up? Blah blah blah. I'm gonna chill. Like bro, I might sit down and talk to people for a little bit, yeah. and um just keep um. A constant eye on a makeup artist ask her about how long does she think it'll take to get to the almost finished process and then i start shooting you know the bridesmaids and all the other stuff the b-roll of that stuff and i wait till she gets done um right depending on where the prep is compared to the venue will determine when i leave you know um and you know the same applies to the men the 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 groom and his groomsmen um so that's really about it you just have to kind of think about how long it's going to take you to get to a place and how long it's going to take you to set up so you know one an, another another reason why i don't really film during the, the photo session is because that's normally about an hour and i right. still need to get to the reception area and set up everything that i need to set up you know the lights the audio and all of this other stuff so most of the time, by the time the reception started, I've probably been done about 10 minutes, but that's all I really got. Um, yeah, yeah, and like, I mean, for the timeline, like I do recommend, you know, get a timeline from the couple. 
mm-hmm. um, or the photographer or the planner, whoever's creating this timeline, and you know, be aware of the order of the events and the approximate times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nothing that I ever really, you know, I'm not stressed about a timeline. Yeah. Uh, you know, things will happen when they happen, and you know, you just roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You got anything else to add on that question, man? No, oh, man, I'm good with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you so know, I the, wonder are they asking the question because they're, they're they because they're a photographer. You know, I don't know. I think um, if this is the person I'm thinking of, I think they're branching into video. Oh, they're getting into video. Um, if I'm thinking correctly, I could be 100 percent wrong. Yeah. Um, but that may be what they're looking at there to see if it's similar to photo. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for video, you know, when it's all said and done, I don't create timelines. Right. Right. It's just not something I do. Matter of fact, um, I don't. I don't know a lot of photographers that do it. I know like one high end dude. He creates a timeline, but I think it's more or less like based off the photos and stuff he's going to be capturing. You know. Right. Right. So, but whatever. Yeah. So uh, next question, man. Next listener question, uh, and this one is from Luke, uh, who I butchered his name uh, last last podcast when we did the questions. Um, <laughs> so it's actually Stragy, I believe. Um, I'm not sure what I said last time, but I don't think it was that. Um, so this question is from uh, <laughs> Stragy Media. Like, like, like Strag or Strag or yeah, something like that. Let's just not let's not dredge up the past, man. That's not important. What's important is I'm maybe getting it right now. Still could be wrong. It's hard to say. Um, so his question is about gear, um, and he said, "What are the top three lenses you recommend for people getting started?" Mm. Um, I took the last one first. You go ahead and hop on this one, Chad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, well, it really depends. Um, so I won't say because I don't know what kind of camera you're shooting on, so I can't really like recommend that particular lens. You might be shooting on Canon, Sony, Panasonic, or something. But I can tell you um, the focal lengths that yeah. I would recommend. So the cheapest and probably my most used lens that I ever had is the nifty 50 that's it the 50 millimeter canon lens um i want to say that joker's like 125 on amazon don't get the plastic one get the one with the metal the metal Mm -hmm. um mounting plate right but man like you i yeah i've shot some unbelievable stuff with that camera like and it's just i mean with that lens but um that um Depending on your budget, you gotta get. Okay, so when I first started shooting, I had um yeah I gotta I gotta I gotta get down with this one. When I first started shooting, I had all zoom lenses, right? Um, because I wanted to cover so many focal lengths, so I had a um, I had a um, the what is it sixteen to twenty four? No, sixteen to is it sixteen to twenty four or sixteen to thirty five? Thirty something like that. For Sony? For Canon. Oh, um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't do God. Canon. I think it's sixteen to I think it's sixteen to thirty five. That sounds six, right. I had a sixteen to thirty five, the twenty four to seventy, um the seventy <laughs> to two hundred. These hey. are all crazy expensive lenses. But um So you're covering everything though. Yeah. I covered from sixteen millimeters all the way up to two hundred. But um I've always been a fan of Zoom lenses because of like the versatility that they had. Right. But if I had to pick three primes, I would probably pick 
Um, I would pick a 24. I would pick a 24, um, probably a 50 and an 85 millimeter. Right. If I had to get three proms, either a 24 or a 35. Um, yeah, a 50 and an 85. That'll probably be my three proms. If I can get three zoom lenses, to be honest. Right. There's so many options, though, with zoom lenses. Right. To be honest, my first zoom lens that I would get, because it's the most expensive and you'll probably use it the most, is a 70 to 200. Yeah. Like, you're going to get your money's worth out of that. It's like almost, what, like two grand or something like that, like 1500 or something like that, depending on what mount you have. But, um, yo, I'm pretty sure you're going to use that Joker like almost every wedding, depending on how many cameras you got and what type of setup you got. But um, right. I could talk about gear for dates. So I'm going to ask you <laughs> what, um, what are your top three lens recommendations for Honestly, people? Honestly, man, um, it's exactly the same. Um, you know, as I said in the last episode, uh, 85 is my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and 99% of everything I do is filmed on, you know, one main camera and my 85 millimeter. Um, I, I choose the uh, Rokinon cine lenses um, just because I love them. I love the way they look. Uh, it does help that they're very budget friendly. Um, you know, they're not they're not going to break the bank. Um, but, you know, it's definitely the worth manual. it for me. Yeah, oh man, I I'll always shoot manual. I the guess manual I say that. guys. So <laughs> yeah. you gotta be on point. This yeah. it's tough shooting manual on moving objects, especially. Yeah, I'm manual focus, manual aperture, manual ISO, yeah, manual shutter speed, the whole the whole kick caboodle. Um, so that's my number one um, favorite. Uh, another one, the Nifty Fifty. Man, you can't. There's no way to go wrong with a fifty. You can't, man. Um, and with the surplus of 50s out there they can be had for dirt cheap yeah yeah it's I like mean, i think newer has some for like 50 bucks or something like that i want right? i ain't saying buy it but um, if you want one you know. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean no you know being honest though you know you can't go wrong with any classic 50 millimeter um, from a reputable brand and you know you're gonna spend about a date night worth of money right. on that 50 um and it will not let you down right um Outside of that, you know, I, I was also going to say 24, um, and I, I was thinking 35, yeah. um, but for my for my shooting style, the 24, um, you know, for when I take photos to add in the video, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of my little tricks, mm-hmm. um, the 24 is what I want to go for for that. Um, and I'll also say, you know, like you said with the zoom lens, um, you know, my C cam or D cam, I don't know which, which ones are which letters. Um, but it's the one, you know, the safety cam in the back of the ceremony. I put a zoom lens on that. And, you know, I think it's a micro four thirds and it's like a 42.5 to 150. So mm-hmm. you're getting up to 300 uh, on a micro four thirds. So for that, that extra recommendation, I'd say, you know, for your safety cam, grab something with a zoom on it. Right. Um, so you can keep it out of the way, but still get the couple. Yeah. And punch in. Yep. Yeah. Um, Really, those are my le- my lens recommendations. Um, but you know, I know everybody thinks gear is very important, but I just really don't think it is, man. Like I've seen some dope videos made on an iPhone. Yeah, um, I think Forestry Films. I think it's Forestry Films. Somebody shot a wedding on like iPhone sevens. They yeah. look pretty good. 
So yeah, I'm not like yeah, like you said, I'm not like recommending like, hey, let me dump all my camera gear and go grab some iPhones. Absolutely. Um, not. But don't don't stress about it, like. Because I still want an Aerie. Right. Uh, yeah, I bet so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're gonna roll up to a wedding with that one day. That'd be I'm hilarious. Um, yeah. So as far as you know, Luke, your question. Uh, those are going to be mine and Chaz's recommendations. Sound both pretty similar. Yeah. Um, Just pick a lens, man. Go with it and shoot. Like, if yeah. you're not if you're not close enough or you want to get closer, move. You know. Just pick a lens. I know. I know. I know a couple people that the only lenses they have is like the Nifty Fifty, and they're like beasting. Like you wouldn't know it, you know, unless right. they told you. But just pick one and go. Don't get stuck in. Matter of fact, this is just a business plug. There we go. Don't ever get stuck in analysis paralysis mm. to the point where you're overanalyzing so many different things and factors and this and that that you don't do anything. Yeah, then you just freeze. You just freeze. Just And that's the worst. Just do it, you know. Aaron is a lot better with money than I am, you know. He has <laughs> five kids and a wife. I have two and a wife. So you know, it's a little more leeway there. So I'll dump a couple hundred, you know, a lot faster than he will because he has some miles yeah, to feed true. compared to me. But me, I'm on the edge, baby. I'm buying it. And if I don't like it, I probably still have it. And um, if anybody wants some used gear, shameless plug, go ahead and hit me up. Um, I'll send you a gear list of stuff that I don't mind selling. Oh, you're but, terrible, um, man. So <laughs> yeah, there's, there's two more things I want to say on this topic. Uh, well, one more thing. But the first thing is, if you can hear in the background the rain, um, I am in my car right now recording this. Um, so, you know, if you hear the rain, I do apologize, but it is what it is. Man, everybody loves the sound of rain, man. Yeah, just put them to sleep here. Um, yeah. We'll just have Chaz smooth talk with some rain in the background. Yeah. Sell this as a track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so my, my thing on the lens uh, would be, you know, choose a lens and stick with it. Um, really, when you're when you start to focus your videos on story instead of, you know, just trying to make it look like somebody else's video. Uh, when you start to focus on that, your lens should be an afterthought. Like before you pull your camera up, you should already know what you're going to look at. You should already know, you know, how much you're going to see, where it's going to be at in the frame. Right. Um, you know, all that really needs to be almost like, I guess, subconscious is yeah. what you would say. Yeah. Um, to where, you know, you can focus on the things that matter in a story. Mm -hmm. Um, which we'll get into in another episode, but that's my recommendation is pick your lens. You know, like you said, just pick one and go with it mm -hmm. um, and just stick with it and learn it and master it. Get used to it. Make it your baby. That's it, man. That's it. The, uh, the next question here uh, comes from Solutions Digital Media. Uh, and we actually have a few questions from Solutions Digital Media. Oh, and yeah. We can, uh, we can touch on all these uh, and, you know, maybe if they have more or need more elaboration, we can go back on them. Mm -hmm. um, the first question, Chaz, how do you price a gig? Mm. And I'm assuming they're meaning a gig like a job and not like a gigabyte of footage or something. Yeah, I would assume so, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Let's really, man, it's um, you really have to think about how long you're going to be working on something and how much you want to make. Like, um, so let's say, let's say, let's just use Aaron for an example, and I'm going to pick an outrageous number, yeah, but, um, pick it up. let's say Aaron wants to make, um, 
a thousand dollars an hour when he edits or whatever. That's fair. You know? That's fair. So, so, um, <laughs> he looks at, he says, all right, so you guys want uh, a four to six minute highlight video. That'll probably take me about, probably about four or five hours to edit in. All right, so I want to make a thousand dollars an hour. All right, boom. Total's going to be four thousand. Um, that's pretty accurate. In that's the beginning, right where you, need to be. you know, it's going to, it's going to be a little tough because sometimes you'll think something is a lot easier than what it really is. Mm-hmm. And you like low bar yourself. Oh yeah, I can do that. Blah, blah, blah. And something crazy happens. And now something you thought that was going to take you like three hours takes you like three days. Uh, and you're like, man. I did all this for two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've all been there, though, man. We have all been there. It happens, man. And so, you just really gotta gotta get an hourly rate that you feel comfortable with, and just stick with it. And um, over time, you'll understand how long it takes you to to really do some stuff. Um, some people do packaging. Some people do mm-hmm. um, a la carte. I've done mm-hmm. both. Right now, I'm on packaging. Um, Same. A la carte was cool, but people get, you get a little confused by it. You know what I'm saying? I found that too. Like people are like, they just, they can't seem to grasp all the information yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, they still ask you questions. Even though it's very apparent what you're saying, they still ask you a lot of questions. But with, with packages, they're kind of like, okay, let me get blah, blah, blah. Let me get right. package X, whatever. Um, but you look at the work and how long you think it's going to take and you just come up with a rate that you feel comfortable with but you also have to be um fairly priced as well uh you don't want to even even in the beginning of course you're going to be undercutting people but after a while you don't want to undercut everybody because what that does is um pimp c used the phrase i can't really say it on the podcast but he was talking about i can believe it um, yeah he was talking (laughs) about basically um how how people mess up the price of never mind um I got <laughs> because what happens is um when a lot of people are very underpriced mm-hmm. the people that are high end they don't seem as what's the point for paying them so in the long run you hurt yourself because you'll be underpriced and you'll be undercutting everybody and then when prices are really, you know, have lowered because of that, now you're looking at it like, man, I wish I never did this. Right. Because now I have to bust my balls every day or for how many ever days to get, you know, ends meet or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think that's how I price gigs. Like, yeah, how much, for me, how man, much of a headache? I can kind of get a little wild with pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just kind of my personality, I guess. Um, I would recommend... Uh, you know, at least to some people, you know, if you're starting out, um, you really got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Y- you know, how good are you? Mm-hmm. Um, because really, you know, I know some, I know some dudes. Um, I don't think they're probably listeners of this, but I know some dudes that are like, you know, if somebody else is making 6000 then I should be making 6000 um, And they shoot like $6. Yeah, when in reality, you know, you just got to, you have to be able to be honest with you um, at the end of the day and just, you know, say like, hey, you know, is my work really this good? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, don't, like, don't, don't beat yourself up. 
but just when it comes to pricing, you got to know where you fit at, you know, in the market and what's offered. Right. Um, you know, if your videos are dope, charge higher. If they need some work, you know, be reasonable with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what, what I do um, is totally different. Um, what you do know, you do? I, I don't do any kind of hourly figure out this, that. Uh, man, I just pitch what feels right. Mm. You know, I, I got like a starting point. Um, which you got a me, happy place. Yeah, like I got a minimum happy like. Yeah, there you go. Like I could leave my house for this amount of money. Yeah, yeah. And not yeah. feel like I should have did something else like play laser tag. All right. Um, at that point for me, right now it's twenty five hundred. Yeah. Um, that's about to go up, uh, and I've already, I've already actually started pitching up uh, from there, um, but I haven't created like a document with pricing information with more than that. Right. Um, for the starting price. Um, but so what I do, like, <clears throat> you know, when I decided, you know, I wanted to raise that again, um, you know, I kind of just, just added to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to pitch something that makes me kind of uncomfortable. Right. You know, like, man, these people might think I'm weird if I say this number. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, add maybe 500 to that. Because there you go. I was going to say 500. There's, there's always that chance that, like you said, you know, say if it's something I would pitch for 25, um, let's say, you know, instead I'm gonna pitch it for 45. Right. Um, and then I'm gonna add 500 because it, you know, there might be one of those things where like, man, I could do this in six hours. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, two weeks later, you're sitting here trying to figure out what, what you're gonna do with it. Right. And, you know, now it's turned into something else. So you'll appreciate that extra money, you know, that cushion Yeah. Um, on top. Um, so that's really how I price my gigs. You know, I just, I say what feels right. And, you know, I, I go up there just to make myself a little uncomfortable. Um, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I got a, um, I got a homeboy. He's a, he's a millionaire. And you talking about me? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. How did you know? I'm just playing, man. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, when I first got into filming, he was telling me, he was telling me, he was like, um, bro, always remember it's better to be overpriced than underpriced Mm -hmm. because if you're overpriced, you got wiggle room. Yeah. If you're underpriced, you're just losing. So you just yeah, you start out losing. <laughs> like their budget might have been three thousand dollars, and you're like, oh yeah, my starting price is seven fifty. Right. They're like, oh seven fifty. <laughs> yeah, I can do seven fifty. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that that's right around my budget. Lying. Yeah. But so have you, know, you ever have you ever pitched a video and then agree so quickly that you knew you should have pitched higher? Yo, let me tell you something. Tell me it. Tell me, Chaz. Matter of fact, I won't, I won't even I won't even say something. I won't even say this. One time I one time I pitched to um <laughs> somebody hit me up to shoot a birthday party, right? That sounds bad. I was like, man, I ain't gonna shoot no birthday party. I don't care <laughs> no about way. that crap. Whatever. <laughs> I hit up my homeboy. I was like, bro, somebody trying to get a birthday party shot. He was oh, like, I guess oh, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. So <laughs> he goes and shoots the birthday party, right? Right. I don't even remember the dude's name, bro. It was for a daggone NBA player. No. His girlfriend hit me up on Instagram. His no. girlfriend or his wife. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, right? Like, man, I could have made some, some money there. <laughs> like, and I know he didn't charge nothing. Like, man. But I've I've done commercials. Um... I've done weddings to where I thought it was going to be low key and it was the most, it was, it was, it was probably my most over the top wedding that I've shot. Right. And I was and they, just, 
I was so mad, bro. I was so mad, like. <laughs> yeah, because like, they explained it to you, like, oh, it's just gonna be like this quaint little gathering. It's just gonna be man, some friends and family. I and didn't, then you bro, get there, and it's like their occupations were like. I was like, each one of you are making six figures with their occupations alone. Yeah. And I walked in this venue and I saw all these chairs in the ceremony area. Bro, I think they had I think they had um I want to say 250 guests. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money it costs to feed 250 people at a, a at a venue? And this is like a country club and you run at the whole country club? Thousands. Like and thousands. I was like Tens of oh thousands. my goodness. Or have you ever done this? We're going off subject, but I don't care. It's have okay. you ever done this? Have you ever shot with a like a photographer? He was like, "Oh man, that guy's high end." And you went to their website, or or she's high end, and you went mm-hmm. to their website, and their starting price was like double or triple yours that you charged. Yep. I was like, "Oh my goodness, I hate that." And it's the bride <laughs> you gave a discount to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes that's Dude, it, man. You know what? There's two things I want to share before we get onto this next question. Um, things that are cool. Uh, the first one is, I think this may be the first time I've ever had this happen was this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I was speaking with a photographer and he asked me about my prices. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm not, you know, I don't have anything to hide. I don't mind sharing my prices with people. Um, and so dude, you know, he just asked me like, you know, what do you start at for like a highlight video? And I said like base price is 2,500 and he about fell out of his chair. He said his, uh, his thing that he charged for the wedding was a thousand dollars. Like, so he had just charged these people $1,000. So it was funny seeing the roles reversed. You know, I've never been in that situation where, you know, like I've been in the situation where, you know, the photographer's like, well, they paid us six. And I'm like, dang, I really could have probably got something else out of this. Um, but it was cool to see that reversed. Another thing that happened uh, from one of the weddings I just booked recently, uh, the cool thing was that the couple hadn't even selected a date yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said it was one of their priorities you know, whatever they had to do to get me to film their wedding, like they're going to base it around that. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, like when, when I could be free and, you know, it, it would work out best. And, man, that was such a compliment to me. Yeah. Um, that anybody would, you know, think of me so highly as to, you know, change one of the one-time events of their life, you know, Just to allow you. me to be a part of it. Man, um, you know you on fire when couples doing that, man. That was really cool to experience, man. I'll be honest with you. It was. Um, so let's let's move on to this next question, though. Uh, the next question is how to upgrade image quality with beginner gear. Mm. Um, so I, I guess I'll start first since I finished last on the last one. Um, you, I don't. It's gonna be tough. No, right? it's not. So, no, it's not. No, it's not. You, let me finish, Jazz. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> Gee whiz. Um, to upgrade image quality now. It kind of depends. Are we talking post-production? Are we talking pre-production? Um, are we talking about things you can do during the shoot to make it better quality afterwards? There you go. That's what he's talking about. Um, I would say with beginner gear, um, one of the main things is going to be lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even even gear that's not even considered like a professional gray light, you wouldn't want to show up with it. Like if you've got good lighting, you can get good results. Right. Um, now, with with some of these cameras these days, you know, you can get crazy results. Like the Sony cameras, um, the low light is stupid, Like, but mm-hmm. we won't address that. Um, but a lot of these, these other camera systems, you know, when you start getting to some lighting situations that aren't ideal, that picture gets muddy quick. Yep. Um, so my, my biggest recommendation for during the shoot um, would be to make sure it's lit properly. 
right. um, and, and exposed properly. There you go. Um, which is a rule I sometimes break, but that's for another time. Um, it's all in the art. Yeah, and then in the the post-production process, you know, it kind of depends on what issues you're you're running into. You know, if you've got noise in the shadows, you can bring them down some. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, if you have areas that are overexposed, you can try to bring those down as well. Right. Um, you know, with beginner gear, if you start trying to bring up exposure, it can get pretty nasty pretty quick. Very quick, yeah. Um, you know, I'd say in post, man, just make sure that everything looks even. Um, make sure your white balance is on point. Mm-hmm, easy fix. And... Yeah, and your skin tones are on point. Right. Um, outside of those three things, I don't know how much you can do to upgrade an image uh, from what it is. What's, what am I missing, Chaz? Um, what I would say is how you can upgrade an image quality. Um, it's not necessarily the quality that I'm going to refer to. But I'm going to refer to something that involves the um, the story or how you're telling the story. And that right. thing is composition. Um, mm. A lot of videographers, matter of fact, even photographers, they don't speak of composition. They just do certain things. But right. with the composition and the layout that you have set, a lot of the times, so say, say you're shooting something and it's not the best lit thing. But the comp- the 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 way you can pose the image is just like breathtaking. That people right. don't really have time to look at the the image quality or oh man this has noise in it or whatever. Like right. you know they're not looking at it like that. Like they're taken away by that particular image. So I would say study like the um, composition rules as you want to yep. call them. Um, I would say you can get pretty solid results out of like a beginner camera with some pretty nice glass um lenses rather um so like my first my first camera was like the canon um t3i but um that's a minute ago yeah it was a hot minute but like i started investing in like l lenses and stuff you know even though it wasn't a full frame camera it was still the fact that you know you, you're you're not shooting on a, a kit lens and you can get your aperture, you know, to F two point eight. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. But um that helps out. Like you said, light. Light is definitely a big thing. Um it's really about knowing the limitations and knowing mm-hmm. your gear. I was watching a documentary last night on um documentary making. Hmm. That's crazy. Watching the documentary on documentary making. <laughs> oh, Anywho, he said, um, <laughs> he said, um, he said, um, it's not, it's, it's not the, the gear that you have is knowing the limitations of the gear that you have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew when I had the, the, the potato pan, I mean, Panasonic GH threes <laughs> that in low light, it was not going to happen. Like, I know I knew my ISO limit and it was very low. Like I know on my (laughs) A7S, I don't care if you turn the lights out. Yeah, I can crank it up. I can I can get my F stop to the point where I'm decently exposed to get a good quality usable image. You know, it's really about knowing you're testing your gear, 
so you can get the best results um, regardless of the situation that you're put in. So that's my opinion on, you know, how to upgrade image quality with beginner gear. Yeah, and really when you pay attention to it, man, like that label beginner gear, um, you know, just a challenge for anybody listening, go back and watch some of your favorite shows, your favorite movies. Mm. If you look, you can find inconsistencies. Right. Um, you know, one of my uh, favorites is The Office, uh, the television show. And sometimes, man, like, you know, I'm watching and I'm like, how did they release this thing with this much noise in this shot? Like, it's it's sometimes to a point to where, like, I'm like, man, I don't think I could have used this. And, but, you know, because the thing is, they're telling a beautiful story. Right. So, like, once the audience is into the story, um, you know, once you're telling that and crafting that story, the image quality kind of falls back a little bit. Right. Um, you know, on the level of importance. Because when you look back at any movie you've ever seen, well, probably most movies anyway, right. you know, you're not thinking, like, Man, that movie I saw two years ago, that image quality was really dope. Right. Um, you're probably just talking about the story of the, the movie. Right, right, right. Um, so that's why this is story over everything, you know? Matter that's fact, really the most important. To um, add on to that. Um, yeah. And the the industry we're in, it's, it's, regardless, it's, regardless if you, if you, how cinematic you think your work is, we're, we're documentarians. Yeah, by nature. By nature. So, you again, you, sometimes you have to step out of the realm of, oh, I'm a cinematographer, I'm a videographer. You have to step in the world of, this is for the bride and groom. So, certain elements that you can't control, it's not necessarily about the highest image quality. It's about getting it, you know? Man, it's that's about my number one rule that I tell everybody. The footage. Um is any footage is better than no footage. Exactly, exactly. I guarantee you the bride would rather have a noise, a noisy, um, almost cursed, I'm, I'm working on it, guys. Um, <laughs> she would rather have a noisy first dance than no first dance. Absolutely, every time. So, yeah. Very good. So let's move on to this next one, man. This is, uh, this is our last question, and you kind of already hit on this. Um, and it is how to manage time between finding gigs, working on them, and your personal time. Like, how do you mm. manage that? Mm, mm, mm. Um, Aaron's the know, master be, of this, guys. I'll be honest, man. Sometimes it's hard, though. <laughs> it's so uh, hard. <laughs> like, you know, I wake up. My family, we wake up at 730. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the kids got to get ready for school and everything. Um, you know, I got to try to get ready for work at some point in the day. I got to get to it eventually. Usually when Chaz texts me to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's time to go to work. <laughs> get busy. Um, but man, for me, it's so easy to get lost in it because it's something I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and you know, I can sit down at, at 8 a.m. and then, you know, somebody's tapping me on the shoulder at 8:30 p.m. and like I'm like, whoa, like what happened to the day? Mm. Um, it's just real easy for me to get sucked in. So like my best advice here, man, would be to just set boundaries and stick to them. Right. Um, you know, like if you've decided, you know, your work day is going to be 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 3 p.m., whatever you want to do. Um, at 8 at 8 um, a.m., you know, be at that computer, be at that right. shoot. Be like, don't don't hesitate. Don't be like, yeah. ah, man, I'll get to it in a little bit. Let me go get this breakfast first. I'm gonna go over to McDonald's and yeah, 
Um, no, you know, treat it seriously. Get there, like you're you know. In. Yeah, like you're clocking in. Right. Um, you know, be there, be consistent, and then when it's time to wrap it up and shut down for the day, let it go. Wrap it up and shut down. Yeah. Like, don't don't take it home. Um, yeah. You know, don't be. Man. Yeah. You know, I try not to answer. I mean, so like with Chaz, you know, I'll answer Chaz because you know we're friends and everything. Um, but for work stuff, you know, if, uh, if somebody emails me, you know, at six o'clock, it's going to wait till that tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, unless it's an emergency. Right. Um, so yeah, that's my best advice is to set some boundaries for yourself and, you know, whatever works out for your life. And for those around you, you know, whether it's loved ones or friends or family, whoever, right. Right. um, find something that works for everyone and stick to it. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Chaz? Um, what about that downtime you're talking about? It's 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 pretty much the same thing, man. Um, Aaron's more of a night owl than I am. I used to be a super night owl. Like mm-hmm. my bedtime was like sunrise. Um, <laughs> serious, man. Serious. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I bet so. But now I'm I'm the um I'm the early worm. So like four four fifteen, I'm waking up. Um, so my thing, a lot of a lot of what I've been doing lately, I get my day started super early. Um, it's hard, you know. The bed is very comfortable. Sleep is cool. It is. Um, but my determination and focus to be great at what I do in my business is is even more, you know, harder than the bed. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so I get an early start on the day. Um, it doesn't give you more hours, but it does give you more time to be more um, focused in the moment and what's right in front of you. So yeah. let's just let's just say let's just use this for an example. Let's say I wake up at four, and let's say Aaron wakes up at seven. We'll just make this this equal. Yeah, I've already had three hours ahead of him to do stuff, you know, to, um, you know, check emails, to reply to emails, to, to edit, to go to the gym, to do whatever I want. Um, and the time that people are normally working, you're still gonna be working at that particular time. The only difference is you crash before other people do, you know? Yeah. Like I'm in the bed, I try to be in the bed like nine, nine Man. o'clock or so. Which is hard because, like you know, when 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 you got so many things that you're trying to manage, a lot of times your brain doesn't want to rest, or That's your true. friends, I'll or you want to go that. out, or you're like, oh man, I can almost finish this if I just do thirty more minutes or stuff like that. It's really about um, finding what works for you, and it takes a while. It does. Like like I said, I bro, I'm I used to stay up until the sun came up, and I would prob I would sleep like four hours. And pop right up the next day, like my like um, she was my fiance at the time, but she'll be like, like when do you sleep? Cause I legit would stay up till like five, six in the morning, and I'm up at nine, like making phone calls, um, mm-hmm. going to shoots, doing whatever. And um, that's not good. Don't let it don't let it get to the point where it's stressing you out. Like oh man, I haven't had time to hang out because of work, bro. Just chill go hang out like if it's bothering you that bad you know yeah you gotta make time for your life yeah because it's gonna stress you out if you're just if you're so focused 
on just work, 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 you're going to either get burnt out or you're going to start feeling some type of way because you're not you anymore. And, you know, exactly. even even the biggest hustlers, you know, Gary Vee, Gary Vee will tell you, like, he always talks about hustling and hustling and hustling. But Gary Vee also will tell you, bro, I do sleep. I do make mm-hmm. family time when, you know, if you're if you're full time with whatever you're doing, you have to at the end of the day, when you freelance, all you are is basically an employee to yourself. So you yeah. still have to remain in the same mindset of clocking in and clocking out, leaving work at work and working when you get to work. You know, so like you were saying, if you're going to work eight to three, bro, work eight to three. Like, don't yep. be like, oh, man, well, I do this. So I'll just work a little bit later. No, like you wouldn't do that if you were clocking in somebody else's clock, you know, because yeah. you, you got somebody. Yeah. And, and you just really got to do it. Like, stick with it. I promise you it'll get done. And you're like your body would be more thankful for you taking, you know, the rest of the day off compared to you hustling and bustling and, you know, messing up your sleep pattern and all this and that. You'll feel it the next day. So just really just get in a set your own schedule and stick with it and be productive with whatever time you have. You know, that's that's pretty much it, man. Right. Yeah, dude, I agree with that 100 um, percent. And I think we we hit all those questions. and I think I think we answered them pretty well, honestly. I would um, say so. So let's let's see. Do you do you think we got time for editing? I think we can. Um. Let's make them tune in for next week for editing, for the editing podcast. So the editing podcast, Chaz, is going to be about the workflow of editing. Yeah. And where the magic happens. The meat and potatoes. Mm. I would eat some meat and potatoes right now. The green eggs and ham. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, what else do you got for the audience today, man? Oh, man. Yo. I got nothing, man. It's just dope, man. Like you guys, one of my favorite podcasts is um, Secrets to Success with um, Eric Thomas. Eric, Eric, yeah, Eric Thomas. Um, he's a motivational speaker, but it's not his podcast. Um, it's one of the guys that works for him. It's his podcast, but he ets on it, and um, it's my favorite because it's just the podcast feels like I'm sitting at a table just listening to this this really dope conversation between some dope people, man. And, you know, right. you take away the nuggets that you want to, you know, you laugh a little bit. It makes you think a little bit. It might make you change up things. But um, I'm thankful for, you know, this podcast and us doing this just because it does that for other people. Because it's, it, it's kind of hard to come across like-minded people, especially in the yeah. same industry. You know, oh, what do you do? Oh, I shoot weddings. Oh, me too. Like, that's not going to happen at Walmart. You know? Right, probably so, not. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just it's just dope to have a a a um a place that you can come and just listen, learn whenever you're bored or driving or whatever. And um, here's some dope stuff, man. So yeah, just come hang out. Yeah, thanks for all the support and the love that you guys are showing, man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, man. Um, you know, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad both of us are back in town. We, you know, we can get back to, to getting this out regularly. I know we had to take a little pause there. Um, but, yeah, dude, like you said, I'm very thankful, uh, you know, for the support we've got so far. It's a blast to do. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we can help somebody along the way. With that said, we appreciate everybody tuning in. 
uh, you know, like us, rate us, uh, comment, subscribe, you know, send us messages, emails. Uh, my email is edward at edwardatwellfilms.com if you have a question. Uh, Chaz, info at chazreadfilms.com. You know, if, if you got anything at all, you know, you just let us know. We'll do our best to cover it and get you guys some, some topics and information that you need. Good by me. Peace. Peace. <laughs>